welcome to the Anonymous Podcast, just for today, 2024 series. I'm Douglas L., your host. This podcast is a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as an additional resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. This podcast does not represent NA, is not affiliated with NA as a whole. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hey family, I'm Stephen Manatic. My clean date is January 10th, 1996. I recover in the northwest area of New Jersey. My home group is the wannabe men's group of Narcotics Anonymous a men's meeting on Wednesday nights in Dover, New Jersey. This is February 21st. Self-pity or recovery, it's our choice. Self-pity is one of the most destructive of defects. It will drain us of all positive energy. Basic text, page 77. In active addiction, many of us used self-pity as a survival mechanism. We didn't believe there was an alternative to living in our disease, or perhaps we didn't want to believe. As long as we could feel sorry for ourselves and blame someone else for our troubles, we didn't have to accept the consequences of our actions. Believing ourselves powerless to change, we didn't have to accept the need for change. Using this survival mechanism kept us from entering recovery and led us closer day to day to self-destruction. Self-pity is a tool of our disease. We need to stop using it and learn instead to use the new tools we find in the NA program. We have come to believe that effective help is available for us. When we seek that help, finding it in the NA program, self-pity is displaced by gratitude. Many tools are at our disposal. The 12 steps, the support of our sponsor, the fellowship of other recovering addicts, and the care of our higher power. The the availability of all these tools is more than enough reason to be grateful. We no longer live in isolation, without hope. We have certain help at hand for anything we may face. The surest way to become grateful is to take advantage of the help available to us in the NA program and to experience the improvement the program will bring in our lives. Just for today, I will be grateful for the hope NA has given me. I will cultivate my recovery and stop cultivating self-pity. All right, welcome back, everyone. It's February 21st. Self-pity or recovery, it's our choice. The italics start off. Self-pity is one of the most destructive of defects, it will drain us of all positive energy, and that's page eighty out of our basic text. Eric, what are you thinking? Oh man, this is this is a good one. This is kind of like where I had my awakening when I was in uh, when I was in treatment, man. And I was thirty, I don't know, thirty something years old. Already had my kid and everything, and I suddenly, like in a flash, realized I was responsible. And up until that point, I was a victim, and all at once, I realized I was responsible for all the choices I had made that led me to where I was in my life. Um, but with that came a sense of hope that I could do something about it, right? It was like a crushing responsibility that I recognized, but then with that came a sense of hope that I could do something about it. And this also makes me think about, like, we just did this uh, workshop on the steps, and, um, you know, everybody was saying, I'm powerless, I'm powerless. And, like, I really do feel like that first step is written in the past tense, man. Like, I was powerless over my addiction. My life was unmanageable, but, like, I'm no longer powerless today, man. Like, I have a program, and I have a choice. I have a choice today, you know? Um, that's, it. that's all I got. Thanks for those comments, Eric. Christine, what do you think? 
for me, you know, when I was reading this before I even got to the to the word hope, that was the word that was just pulling at my heart was like hope when I, you know, I mean, before I got here and even in the beginning, um, if I got myself in a hole, like an emotional hole, I used to joke. I mean, even my sponsor line would be like, yeah, man, she's throwing up a mailbox and calling the cable guy for that hole she's in. She's going to be there for a while. Like everything had to last for months. And um, it wasn't until I actually got some hope that I was able to not drown in everything in the wreckage and it just being so overwhelming and too much to fix. I would never be done with it and now even when I go through rough times like the hope that I've gotten from seeing other people go through stuff and survive it in in a that tells me like you know it will I can't guarantee it's going to get better but it will get different and sometimes different has to be enough and I've learned to accept that fact through the years and, um, and even I do like a self inventory regularly because I have really crazy crippling anxiety at times. And if I'm in the midst of a panic attack, I have these questions that I ask myself, like, have I been here before emotionally? You know, did it kill me? What number am I at one to 10? And, um, and the answer is always the same. Yes, I've been here emotionally before and I survived it. And that's the hope that I got from NA. Um, yeah, I just always know it's going to pass and it's going to get different. A lot of times it gets better, but it always gets different. That's what I got. Thanks, Christine. It's really cool. It's going to get different. And I find a lot of comfort in in in, in something similar too. It's like no emotion that I've that I felt my entire life up until this moment has killed me. No feeling has killed me. You know, I, I, I you know, with, with you people, I've been able to survive a, a lot of them, you know, well, all of them, but, you know, sharing it with you folks, I've been able to get through, you know, the, those what's up, Lee, what are you thinking? Hey, Douglas. Thanks. And thanks you guys for sharing. Um, yeah. Early on, I was told to put up the bat and uh, use a feather. And it took me a while to get that. Cause I was really, like my own worst critic, too hard on myself. I identify with, with both Eric and Christine and you. Um, and that first sentence knocks it out of the ballpark for me. In active addiction, many of us use self-pity as a survival mechanism. And, and once it became habitual, uh, of course, I brought it in into the rooms with me. And, and the gentle guide my debt of gratitude for my first sponsor is, uh, I don't know, it's it's infinite. I can't even put a, a thing on it. Um, the, the gentle guidance into not reliving the past over and over and over and over, um, not beating myself up and, and, and becoming aware of assets. Um, and seasons, and you just talked about that too, Douglas, seasons, like I'm in a season right now where I want to have a fire sale. Um, 
because yeah, my, my work here is done. That, you know what I mean? As far as New Orleans, not recovery, I'm always gonna be recovering. Um, and so I try to be less critical. Uh, I try to, to live in gratitude and, I, and I'm, I'm seeking. And, and man, Saturday, I wish we had more time. Saturday, I got full up at, by one person at an H&I and I'm still overflowing. So yeah, that's my minute or whatever. Thanks. Thanks for those comments, Lee. What do you think, Barb? Hey, Douglas. Um, I like this. When Christine was talking, I thought I used to always say we we get in a rut and hang curtains. And I've been there. I've done that. And it is miserable. And I I almost got high, I think, you know, in early recovery. But, um, you know, I heard early on that um, why not me? You know, and that's always stuck with me today when I had breast cancer, my mom, it's like, why not me? You know, who am I? That's so, you know, and, um, you know, I like, like Lee, it was a survival mechanism. When I came in, I was a victim to society. I was a victim to my mom. I was a victim to my dad. I was a victim to men. I was a victim, victim, victim. You know, when I did my first four step, what I realized is there were many victims and it wasn't me, <laughs> you know, and, and I think that's when my attitude changed. I don't get, I don't think I get in self-pity too much anymore because I always remember that. Why not me? You know, why not me? So, and, and I don't say it won't happen to me because it has happened to me. So that, that, that kind of took that away too. But I love this. We no longer live in isolation without hope. We have, we have certain help at hand for anything we may face. There's no reason for me to use today. I've, I've had hope since I walked in these rooms. And I've never lost it, no matter what I go through. And there's always somebody, I think somebody else said, there's always somebody else that has been through whatever I will go through. And all I got to do is find them and ask them how they did it, you know, and um, just not pick up no matter what. So thanks. Thanks for those comments, Barb. What's up, Jennifer? Yeah, this first line, when it talks about active addiction, really, that was that was my MO, you know, growing up, it was, you know, my parents did this to me, my dad did that, you know what I mean? The man did this, the teacher did this, the blah, 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 blah. And, um, and it's interesting because when, you know, I always have to like, my, you know, my disease tricks me, you know, sometimes I listen to my head and it'll be like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so, you know, did something intended, you know, it's always something like I personalize some bullshit that has nothing to do with me. And then I want to, you know, accuse them of something that they didn't do. And it's like silly, right? But it's, it's, I have to catch myself, right? So when I find myself, when I'm feeling a certain way, I have to check how am I feeling, right? Am I, is this self-pity? Am I feeling sad? Am I feeling, you know what I mean? Am I feeling indifferent? Am I feel because I can take any of these emotions, you know, grief, loss, whatever, emotion and turn it into something that it isn't right and um and and like barb said i could hang curtains and live there you know hey let's spend the next year you know what i mean doing that and and um and i've really found you know in in the past few years that that um just identifying it and seeing it for what it is really gives me the opportunity to step out of it right i think for a long time i didn't know how to identify the things that what happened with me or felt or you know what I mean? And I just went to these places that were like warm and gushy and comfortable, right? Like I'm comfortable here. I know what this feels like. I know how to deal with this. And now, now I get to be uncomfortable, you know, and walk through it, but not go to those squishy places anymore where, you know, and, uh, and that change for me has really drastically changed, has really drastically, um, my outlook drastically 
was altered when I made some decisions um, like that, you know, and, and, and changed my ship, you know, change, I have the freedom of choice today because I don't use, right? So I get to make all these choices. And with those choices, you know, I can, I can take it anywhere I want, but, but that shift for me when I can recognize it and, and not participate in it, huge, you know, game changer for me. So without pass. All right. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the anonymous podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six letter word others as we go out into the world until next time. I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless.